0: is what what you have been waiting for. Let's do it. Right here. Let's go. You're now tuned in to the Tell Me About Yourself podcast with Holly Murchison. Every week, I connect with artists, entrepreneurs, and creatives around the world who are defining themselves and their successes on their own terms. We chop it up about challenges, triumphs, and everything in between to give you an inside look at unconventional paths for adding value to the culture. Y'all ready to level up? Let's go. I'm here today with Damon Lawrence live in studio at the Zoo Labs. What's up?
1: What's up? What's up? I'm Excited to be here. Excited for this. Do people
0: call you Dame? Can I call you Dame? You can call me Dame. You just yeah. look like a Dame.
1: <laughs> people definitely
0: call me Dame. Do you get your Dame Dash on though? No. <laughs> you are not that kind of muscle with it? No. Um, so there's there's so much of your story to unpack, and I'm, I'm excited to, to connect with you today. But before we get started, tell me a little bit about yourself and um, what kind of magic you're making in the world right now.
1: I'm a hotel entrepreneur, developer now, I can call myself, the hotel owner now, I can call myself. Uh, I've been working on this project, Homage Hospitality Group, for about three years. And uh, proud to announce that we've got our Oakland property and we're working on our New Orleans property
0: right now. So That's crazy. I have to ask this question, because hotel owner, developer, how old are you? I just turned 30. Bananas. Yeah, nine, Bananas. So what? You've been and you've been working on this for three years. For three years, yeah. So take me back. What made you want to have your own hotel brand? Yeah. So the first job that I ever
1: had was at this property called the Donovan House in D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, ironically, I got that job when I was 20. So this is like 10, 10 years later. Here, here I am. But. Um, The cool thing about that gig was a small boutique hotel, about 150 rooms right in the middle of downtown DC. The owners were from LA, I'm from LA. And uh, I got to work there during the first inauguration. Right, amazing experience, amazing experience. It was like, everybody was in this joint, everybody. Okay, it was like this was like the hotel, so they owned the Hollywood Roosevelt, so they and they were known for just being the hotel brand that was very private that mm-hmm. celebrities could come to. You know, we used to have Lindsay Lohan there all the time. It was paparazzi outside all the time. Like it was that spot. So for inauguration, shell Crow and Seal and Heidi Klum when they were together, and Tobey Maguire and Leonardo DiCaprio was in the lobby and. um Well, Spike Lee is there, all of Bad Boy is there, Uh, all of MTV, Sway is there. It was crazy. It was (laughs) great, I checked in all these people. Kid Rock is is, is in, all these people are just congregating in the lobby saying, oh, what's up, what's going on? Like, like old friends. I was like, man, this is cool. And that day, inauguration day, I worked 27 hours straight. Damn. Right, so I, I got there Early in the morning, early in the morning before my shift started, because it was going to be crazy, and I knew it was, and then did everything, made about $1,500 a day in tips. You made a killing. Right? I'm, I'm in college, I'm at <laughs> Howard, I made $1,500 in tips, and I was just, I was having so much fun, I didn't even realize by the time I left, it was the next day later in the morning that's like the so matrix. I worked overnight. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy it was crazy but i, th- I sat there at the desk thinking like i want to do this you know the owner of the building was was there and he knew all these people and he was mingling he, had, he just had a a dope life he wasn't a worker you know yeah he, he used to come to the property dress how he wanted to dress and just call he was a shot caller But he wasn't a worker. And I looked at my GM, I looked at my managers above me, I was like, I don't want your life. You sitting here working your butt off. I want to be in ownership. I want to craft and curate these spaces for people to do this. And so that's where it really started, and, um, you know, obviously 10 years in between, (laughs) but—
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about the 10 years in between. (laughs) So you're at Howard, in D.C., the Obama inauguration, you're working at this hotel. How did you get there?
1: So I went to the University of Louisiana first, um, was there during Katrina. I transferred after uh, two years being down there to Howard, to play, and I was playing football. I was on a football scholarship in Louisiana. I was transferring to play football. I lost 30 credits in the transfer. Which made me ineligible. And I ain't, Crazy. Like, you know, black college, I ain't know that ahead of time. Yeah. Right? So I was like, damn, like, what do, I, what do I do? Do I go back home? Do I stay? I wanna stay. I love DC. And so I was like, all right, I'm gonna stay. I'm just gonna have to get a job. My first job, football player, I was at a gym. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll stay active. I'll keep working out. When I get my credit situation figured out, I'll be back playing. And I hated it. It just reminded me that I wasn't playing. Mm. Um, And I was like, I got to get out of here. And then the next job was the hotel gig. And I was like, oh, the money is good. Like, my coworkers seem cool. And I was hired on before the property even opened. So you had to wear, I had to wear a hard hat to even do the interview. Oh, you were in there early. Yeah, it was showing us the stuff. And then when I got hired on, it was a great experience because I saw how you put a hotel together. So we put together all the beds. You know, We opened up all the new lamps that were going in the rooms, um, all the little placards that go on the back of the door. You know wow. what I'm saying? We, we, did, we did all that, printed them all out and did all that. And uh, so I saw it from a very early process. And that was really intriguing too to to be a part of that.
0: Yeah. When were you? What were you studying at Howard? Uh, pre law. Really? pre Law.
1: Yeah. So I had every intention of being a real estate lawyer. But it was always you were always
0: interested in the property piece, then.
1: <laughs> always, yeah. Always interested in real estate. Hmm. Love real estate. Um, but hospitality it, it, it is real estate, but it's so you know the operations of it are just so unique. You know, it's a unique subset within real estate that's. That's very intriguing.
0: Yeah. That's like that's taking care of people. So. Yeah. yeah. Where where did that desire come from? I don't know. I don't know. I think I've
1: always been that person that that's the connector that, that wants to show people I lived all over. I lived in Louisiana. I lived in D.C. and spent time in New York and, and from L.A. And I always want to show people what I love about a city, mm-hmm. right? Whenever somebody's coming in, it's like, man, let me show you what's really dope. Let me show you what's really cool, what I like. And, and I, I consider that person when I'm doing it. You know, um, you know, my grandma's not going to have the same experience that my friend from college is going to get. Sure. And <laughs> they want to see different things. And so kind of curating uh, the experience to, to different people, that's what I always love
0: to do. Yeah, in the business of curating experiences. Yeah. Top three favorite spots to eat in Louisiana and D.C. Top three in Louisiana.
1: There's a spot called Luke's in uh, New Orleans. There's a spot called uh, Whites in Lafayette. Got the best crawfish. And they, they serve it to you on, you know, them old school trash dumpster cans? Yeah. A whole bushel of crawfish in one of them joints. And then they bring the actual trash can next to the the bench so you can throw them joints out. Like the Oscar the Grouchman? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Super good. Super good. One more. Let me think one more for... Uh... And there's so many man Louisiana there's so many spots that are good but probably the spot if you want a a, a po' boy, there's a spot called Melba's in New Orleans is really good I and hope they, y'all thinking have, those yeah and they have the daiquiris with the
0: shot of Everclear in that joint
1: I and can't Ever, mess you with you Everclear can't get man. Everclear kind of <laughs> so yeah
0: the, the yeah the daiquiris are dope Everclear I haven't heard that since college yeah let me think DC DC
1: <clears throat> I love Marvin There's this this spot. It's a uh, Marvin Gaye-inspired restaurant on U Street. It's interesting because, uh, you know, Marvin Gaye, he went to high school in D.C. He's from Mm D.C., right? But then when he got older, he spent a lot of time in Belgium. So it's a Belgian soul food fusion restaurant, and it's dope. It's dope. Um, Damn, I need to check that out. So so that one, there's a spot on A Street that I love. I just love the aesthetics of it. It's called Maketo. Um, it's a retail store, coffee shop, and ramen shop all in one, and that's that's really dope. And then, probably Busboys and Poets, you know, that's just like the iconic D.C. spot to go to. OK,
0: OK, OK. Yeah. So, yeah, I got six things on your list now, spots to eat. Um, so you're in D.C., you're at this hotel, you realize, this is where I want to go. What would you do next? You yeah, actually fought it.
1: I, I, I liked it a lot. And I was like, yeah, this would be dope. But then I was like, nah, I kind of want to do something in the nonprofit sector. I think I want to teach. You know, I want to f- try and figure that out. So I went I went that route. I was president of the, the American Humanities, which is the nonprofit leadership uh, council on campus. And I was kind of going that route. And, you know, I taught for a semester, and I hated it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what level I were you teaching? It.
1: I was teaching high school in DC. And I hated every bit of it. And I said, like, nah. Uh, it was it was dope because they they knew I hated it, right? And <laughs> the funding for the, the specific program that I was doing that was allowing me to teach while I was in college was ending. And they allowed me to file unemployment, right? Like, they were oh, basically letting me go and allow me to file unemployment. I'm like, shoot, this is <laughs> amazing. You know what I'm saying? I'm in college. I'm chilling. Unemployment back then was, for a college student, it was everything I Listen, needed. Listen, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah all of the things you need. I was getting paid a check a week. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, I, I couldn't even spend the money fast enough. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> And so I did that, uh, and then I, when, once that ran out, I got another hotel go, uh, gig. And the people that I worked with at the other property, they had left and went to another one in DuPont, and then I went there, and then from there, I just kept working at hospitality. Same chain? <clears throat> nah, different, different chains, um, and I took jobs for different reasons, too. So once I realized that this is what I wanted to do, I took jobs just to learn. Mm -hmm. And I took different types of positions. So I I did stuff in food and beverage. I did stuff in um, housekeeping, um, in
0: sales. And I've been everything from a bellman to assistant general manager. That's wild. Yeah. What were some of the hardest roles that you were in? Because you've done it all. The hardest roles in hospitality? Yeah. Housekeeping. Mm.
1: Housekeepers it's a thankless work. job. Yeah, housekeepers work their butt off. They work their butt off, man. Yeah. Cleaning that many rooms. I don't even keep my room clean. Maybe it could just be just me, but yeah, housekeeping is no, those ladies, and they're typically older. Um, they're typically immigrants, and they they really work their butt off. Yeah. So I I am very cognizant any any I stay at a hotel to make sure you tip them because they they they're busting their back. Yeah. For real.
0: That's real. So worked your way up to assistant GM. When did you know you were ready for your own thing? Yeah,
1: uh, 2014. 2014. Um, I don't know if I'm if I was really ready.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are we ever really ready?
1: Yeah, though? I don't know if I was really ready. I just got tired. You know, I got tired of not being heard creatively in my roles. I got tired of a new hashtag of a new brother or sister getting killed, Um, yeah, I just just got tired. And then, right around that time, I think it was real interesting, all the shootings that had happened during that time, 2014. The one that really stuck out to me was that Walter Scott. Yeah. You see the video of him running away and getting shot like that? Because all the other ones, I, I put myself. In in the shoes Mm -hmm. With that one It was like That's my uncle That's my my father You know what I'm saying These are the elders That I look up to And that was That was tough And it was just like Man what am I doing this for Mm -hmm. You know If I'm not doing this For somebody else If I'm not doing this To uplift more people Than just myself I could just work in hotels Until I'm 60 and retire You know what I'm saying But what is that gonna do And I was looking at My situation I'm like I'm young I ain't got no kids. I ain't married. Like, maybe I could take that risk right now. Just yeah. do it. And so, um, yeah, it was that. And then what brought me to Oakland, specifically, was as, as all this is going on, you know, my mom had had told me, you might want to look at Oakland. There's a lot of stuff going on up there.
0: Mom's put you on? Mom put me on. <laughs>
1: She said, you might want to check out Oakland. I think that that would be a good fit. L.A. really wouldn't, and I knew that. You know, for a person of color trying to do what I'm trying to do, it just wasn't—I wasn't going to be received the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as I came up to Oakland, I felt it. I was like, oh, yeah, I need to I need to do that here. You know what I'm saying? I need to start here. And that so, was it. Yeah, that was it, and then this this dude like named Kendrick Lamar comes out with this video talking about we gonna be alright. I'm like, yo, the joint's in Oakland. Like, no, nobody really was recognizing like this joint is in Oakland. And I was like, Oh man, that's a sign. You know, that's a sign. I need to go on up. You know, so yeah, all those all those events right there happening, um, kind of propelled me forward to, to this point. Yeah. So
0: talk to me a little bit more about about the vision for what you're building.
1: Yeah, the vision is basically creating a brand, a hospitality brand that speaks to our culture, African-American culture, right, that's very inclusive. You see all these other brands that try and take a stab at doing something cultural. uh, Ace Hotels is one that comes to mind, even Soho House, really. But um, none of them are from the culture Mm -hmm. itself, you know. Uh, And I looked at just hospitality, I said, I, I saw... A lot of African-Americans own hotels, but nobody had that brand.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: And so, like, you know, it's cool, it's, you know, owning hotels, you know, Marriott's, you know, Wyndham's, whatever, that's that's fine, that's, that's great. But I, I thought the legacy of having a brand that people can identify with that can have properties all over the world. Um, on a luxury level would be amazing. You
0: know, Hell yeah, that'd we
1: be need amazing. It. We, need it. we need it. We need people of color in that space. And I just saw there wasn't enough of us. And then there's also other things in, that can be done. I hate going into hotels and hearing whack music. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, I want to <laughs> hear music that speaks to, to me. It speaks to us. Um, yeah, you, you want that hospitality slant to resemble the hospitality that we,
0: we naturally provide, right? For sure. Yeah, so For that's sure. the vision. <laughs> so the first property.
1: First property is in Oakland. Okay. It's in Oakland. Okay. Yeah, it's downtown Oakland, great building. It's a 102-room uh, property. We're um, developing a rooftop bar. Nice. A speakeasy in the basement. Um We're also doing a creative retail space. And we're trying to get... So there's this chicken and waffle spot that's based in New York, okay? It's based in Brooklyn. Come on. I'm not gonna say the name. Come on. But we're trying to get them, (laughs) we're trying to get them to come and do something in the in the lobby so that would be really dope yeah it'd be really dope really crazy i was actually just talking to them yesterday so Uh,
0: ah man so things are moving and shaking
1: things are definitely moving
0: what two questions how do you build your team to rally around that vision and what are some of the hurdles that you've been up against so far through this process? Yeah, yeah, those are both two real Yeah, they're big questions. Questions. <laughs> the questions.
1: Let me parse those out real quick. So the team, from when I first started, it was just me by myself. I was doing everything, everything, man. Um, and about a year, a year and some change ago, I'm at a day party in Oakland at, at Parliament, as matter of fact. My boy had invited me to it, and... I'm sitting there at the bar, my homegirl has a homage t-shirt on, right? And he comes up and he's like, yo, I heard about you. You trying to do da, 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 this hotel over here, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like, man, we need to connect. Like I went to Howard, I graduated this year. Whatever, we need to connect, because I think there's some synergy there. So <laughs> I followed up. He said he wanted to connect. I said, alright, well let's do it. We followed up a week later and realized that the same property that I was looking for, he was looking at too. And I have this creative background and and my background is really in hospitality. He has the finance background. And so it was like, yo, that's the piece that I need. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I the numbers, it's like that's a whole, <laughs> a whole thing, you know? And then it was like, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's let's join forces and do it. And um, he was the first person I brought on board, and then ended up making him a co-founder because we we're in this we in this together.
0: Yeah, so, that synergy is real.
1: Yeah, and then um, you know the other people on the team is just as we as we're growing, as we we're getting stuff. Uh, popping more and more realizing what's the next need, right? So right now we're in the middle of uh, bringing on somebody in marketing because nice. these properties about to be a real thing. We need to get the word out. Yeah. More people need to know. So it's just, it's happened organically. I have to say a lot of the people have just come to me and it just feels right, you know? Um, for example, one of the young ladies that I'm reaching out to about helping us with marketing, she works in L.A., Works for a record label, and does marketing for a record label. She heard about the story, got excited about it, reached out to me. I saw her resume. I'm like, what? Come through, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, <laughs> what you want to do, you know? Um, and it's been that's, that's how it's been. Is people people come to me all the time, but some certain people come and you just know it's a good fit. Yeah. And it feels right. And that's that's how it's been the last last couple of years.
0: Yeah, that record label background <clears throat> sounds like the wave with, with promoting a, a promoting, cultural movement. Exactly. Yeah. And the infusion
1: of music in hospitality because music in so many ways does what I want to do. It allows people to tell their story and does it in a way that's not exclusive. It's not exclusive to race, to gender, to anything. It's inclusive of everybody. Yeah. yeah I, I went to the Kendrick Lamar concert the other day, and I was the minority as a black person. And so, and I think about his story and what he's talking about and what he's saying, and so many people can take that in and consume it. And as a hotel, I just want to be able to tell my story, tell our story, yeah. and allow everybody the ability to, to get a piece of that.
0: That's love. That's love. I want to come back to music, but first I want to talk about the hurdles, because when you have such a big vision in mind, and like a lot of folks I've been talking to on the show are visionary thinkers, sometimes you could drive yourself nuts with such a big vision. So what have some of the challenges been for you to come from the starting point of like, I'm going to open a luxury hotel brand to— Oh shit, I got two properties that um that are in the works. There's
1: so many hurdles. There's so many hurdles. Having another person on the team mm-hmm. is so helpful to kinda of keep you grounded and and understand like okay, you can't do it all. You know what I'm saying? You can't do it all and you, there's a, a methodic process to how things need to happen and stuff needs to just happen organically. Yeah. Right. Um because especially early on, I was a little upset on how long it was taking. It was just taking too long. I'm like, damn, <laughs> like, why is this taking so long? I started out doing like a little Indiegogo just to kind of generate buzz. And it just, it was taking forever, you know? Um, and that got disheartening a couple of times, but having somebody else in the trenches with you yeah. to help you through that, and like, man. And for, for me, it's been a long time. For him? He's like, bro, I just got on. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, it ain't taking no time. And so he has this renewed energy that was very helpful uh, early on. But, man, there's there's been so many times through this process that I've just been like, yo, I don't don't think this is going to work. You know, I don't think this is going to work. It's just you get hit with these obstacles that just seem insurmountable at the time. But if you keep pushing through, it's like now I look back and
0: I laugh. I can laugh at it. Like, what the hell was I thinking? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish I would have stopped there. Exactly. Been crazy. <laughs> what are those things that keep you going in those obstacle moments? That are like, nah, I got to see this through. You know, the fact that
1: I put it out there mm-hmm. and I told everybody, and, and and people are waiting on it. Um, through every single obstacle, it's like, what do I do at this point? Like, I I, I literally can't do anything else. You know what I'm mean? saying? I didn't told everybody, I, I, I had to move. You know, I had, I had to like, <laughs> almost change my name, change my profile on Instagram, you know what I'm mean? saying? Like, I've already put it, it's already out there. Yeah. And so, just being true to to my word and true to the people that support mm-hmm. uh, and have supported up to this point, at each point, it's like, yeah, I get down, um, but it's always with me knowing that I'm going to continue going. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. You've done such a great job, So, Like, one of the things that I—I I think I came across your profile on Instagram, like, maybe a year and a half ago Mm -hmm. and i started googling like i need to book a room like (laughs) i was i was trying to find the hotel to book a room but you have so many people who are like just waiting to be a part of it but they feel like they're a part of that something right now how did you curate that community especially as a newcomer to oakland
1: yeah that's, that's an interesting question i think one of the things that helped me out very early on and it, taking it from just an idea to being real is actually getting legit press. Mm-hmm. So getting legitimate press in Oakland, you know, whether it was uh the San Francisco Business Times or the East Bay Express, uh when that started happening, then it became like a real thing. And more importantly, really the San Francisco Business Times, so most people most developers, most people in business, they read that like religiously, you know. And so, it, that became very helpful um, with one the community, but also taking meetings with people where they they actually take me seriously. And it's all it is the article. It was and the article was so crazy because at the time it was just an idea. It was a, it was a thought, right? And as soon as it becomes an article, it becomes real. a thing. Real. It's a real thing. <laughs> it's, it's real, right? And that that was very helpful. And then just trying to be as visible as possible, understanding how important that is, especially in a community like Oakland, where I'm not from here, mm-hmm. right? And, and so coming out to people's events and making sure that I'm there and I'm present and I understand and know what's going on, um, that's also been very helpful as well.
0: For sure. Mm-hmm. What's your process like? Like, I um, know—I ask this question to folks who come on the show, because I'm so fascinated by how an idea becomes real in the world. And um, a lot of my students who I've worked with, their question is, like, what do I do when I have an idea?
1: I gotta tell you, I'm, I, I come up with ideas all the time. And I've always been that person. And people used to get irritated with me because I would come up with an idea and I, I worked through it, the whole idea in my mind. And then once I was done, like once I got done with it in my mind, I'd be done with it. I'm like, all right, that, on to the next. I just dreamt that and up, I'm i I cool. dreamt it and it, it, it could work, but I don't even, know I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Where did you put them? Did you write them down? I wrote like... them down. I have, I have like a, a stack of business plans. In, in my closet, you know, just ideas that I've had over, over a period of time that I've worked on. Uh, I got empty IG handles of ideas, <laughs> empty, <laughs> empty Twitter handles of ideas that I've worked on and just never materialized. The one thing that I can say for me, because I, I feel like I'm multi-talented, so when you're multi-talented, it's hard for you to focus on just one thing. Mm-hmm. But hospitality allowed for me to do, and the reason why I love it and I'm so passionate about it, is it allowed me to put so many of these ideas in the same bucket and, and, and have a category for it, right? Um, aside from just being the crazy fool that just comes up with these ideas all the time, <laughs> you know, and it, it merges real estate with interior design and, and you know music and mood setting in a, in a in a space and paint and food. It's like there's so many different things going on in the hotel. Um, so for me, the biggest part of, that, of this of this process has been I actually have a label for my multiple creative pursuits that, that i wanted i wanted um to be involved in and i know that there's a lot of people like that and i'm just i'm fortunate and happy i was able to find that thing yeah right and i was patient enough to realize like oh, okay i'm gonna I'm I'm get there i'm
0: gonna find it right and i found it Yeah, it's really a blessing to be able to find that space where all of your interests converge. Yeah. Because it's usually discouraged to be like, we need to focus on one thing at a time. Like, what advice would you give to folks trying to figure out where that convergence can happen for them?
1: I think really just being open, like opening yourself up to many different opportunities and ideas, you know, Um, because that's a real thing when people tell you, like, nah, you gotta— you gotta do this. <laughs> like, well, why? You know why do I have to? Why do I have to do that? Why can't I do it the way that I want to do it? Hmm. Why can't I? And I know so many people that are multi-talented. They have so many different pursuits that they can do. Like, figure out a way to 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 feed your creativity fully. Like, mm-hmm. don't parse out the protein and then eat the veggies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Or leave the veggies over here and then
0: like, get the full meal in.
1: The whole plate. Put it all on your plate. And eat the whole thing and figure out what you're going to call the plate. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And for me, my plate is hospitality. And I could go so many different ways. I could open up a club, and I still haven't ventured outside of hospitality. I could open up a restaurant tomorrow, and I haven't ventured outside of hospitality. You know. And so for me, it, it allows me to enter into a space and stay in it. Yeah. Stay in the lane that everybody else wants me to stay in. But I could do whatever the hell I want.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm guessing you have to have some crazy dope mentors or people, like, supporting you through this process.
1: Yeah. You know, I, we, we're raising capital this plug.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're raising capital. So we raise raising capital for for buildings, and now we're raising capital for the company. And we've been very strategic in who we reach out to mm-hmm. and raise capital from, um, because we want people on our cap table that we can reach out to and and use as a resource. Um, you know, one of the people that's helping us fund the New, or- New Orleans deal, one of our capital partners, is a developer here. Oh, excuse me, in the Bay Area. He he owns uh, six boutique hotels, basically, up in Wine Country and San Luis Obispo and other places, and um, just a valuable resource. Able to call on him when there's, like, questions about development or questions on numbers that we need answered, and it just feels good to have those types of people on your on your cap table, first of all, that it, have invested in you, and then, two, like, I can turn to them and say, like, all right, well, Help me make your investment good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know
1: what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a couple people, and then there's also those mentors in my mind, people. You know what I'm saying? The
0: Jay Zs. The Jay Zs. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the Doctor
1: Dre's Little World. The people that have done it before and carved out their own lane in their own niche. Um, I wish there were more in hospitality. You know, f- for me, I've had to. I had to. I had to go back, and in, into history quite a bit to find people that I was inspired by that were African-Americans mm. in this space, right? Because, um, you know, the people that ventured out and did boutique hotels before it was a thing, you know what I'm saying, when we had no choice, when we had no other options, and yeah. these were the options, Like those are the stories that I, I appreciate because those are true trailblazers. They, they, they just saw a building and said, well, oh, I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z, and then they did it. It did it at a time where I have LoopNet, I have Realtor.com, you know what I'm saying? I have the, the resources, I didn't have the banks that were willing to lend me money, I didn't have old white Jewish men that were willing to lend
0: me money, mm. right? And they had to figure it out. So I, I get a lot of inspiration from that. I love that. I, I think it's so important. So if you want to be great, you study the greats. It's yep, clear that yeah. you've done all of the homework. How else do you stay sharp to make sure you are not necessarily ahead of the curve, but killing it in your own lane?
1: Yeah, I think, I think one of the things that's, that's beautiful about what I'm doing is uh, there's nobody out there that's doing it. All right. So I'm forced to be in a lane by myself, you know, and I think it would be different if there was like that competitor out there. If this was like a record label and I was looking over my shoulder at whoever bad boy or whatever, if I was looking like that and like, what are they doing? I got to do it better. And I guess you could say like some of the other hotel companies, but I see their flaws. I see where they they don't speak to us, mm. you know I see where the messaging is is very um almost anti but then our spending power says otherwise, right, you know what I'm saying um so I think, yeah, I think that's what kind of keeps me keeps me sharp is knowing that I don't have anybody else in this space, so when when we do it, we have to be that much better than everybody else. Mm. You know, um, because don't I don't want to be a brand that comes out and stuff ain't right.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. More than anything, my people going to let me know that <laughs> it ain't right. Real quick, too, so, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, being first is hard. It's no, Nobody hard. wants to be yeah, first because you, you set the tone or you— It's very hard. It's or very you hard. miss the mark. <clears throat> um, or somewhere in between. And to that point, like,
1: I didn't realize it was going to be as much— I don't want to say it's hate. It's <laughs> if it's hate,
0: it's hate. Yeah,
1: I don't know if it's hate because it's admiration, but it's a little jealousy, though.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, amongst and and not of the creative class. I'm talking about people that have wanted to do this. You know, I just left. Um, I got I got to talk about this. Actually, I just left a a hotel conference, a black hotel conference, right? Hmm. The only one that exists in the country it was in Miami. That's what I was in Miami for, yeah. all right? So they invited myself and, and my co-founder to speak at the conference, right? So we get there, we're on a panel, we're speaking, and the shade that was being thrown our direction, And these are a whole bunch of people that own Marriott Properties and this and that. And they own this Hampton Inn and all that. And we're the only cats up there in the whole building that are doing their own brand. Right. And so the shade was, it was, man, it was saying some crazy off the wall stuff. Really? They was talking about independent properties just won't work. Like, if you're really trying to make money, don't don't do that. Um, and the ironic thing is the reception that night was at an independent hotel. I'm like, really? So this is <laughs> where y'all picked y'all to y'all reception at. But you sitting here telling me that it ain't going to work. And, you know, the whole time, nobody wanted to address Airbnb yeah. as being an issue. Like, bro, this is a, a big company that just had 100 million rooms last year. Ain't nobody talking about that. Yeah. How you going to compete with that in and you, and your Hampton Inn? You know, so it's, that's been interesting, too. It's, it's- when you think you're supposed to be getting support from people, and then it, does, it doesn't come back the, the way that you, you thought it was going to
0: come. Yeah, that's the really interesting thing about the journey of, a, of an entrepreneur. You learn quickly who's who's really on your team yep. and who's who's salty for whatever reason, usually reasons that have nothing to do with you. Yeah. Do you do? You respond? Or is that one of those things you just let roll off your back?
1: <clears throat> I don't respond, but it definitely makes me motivated to, to do it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I came back from that trip, and I was like, oh, okay.
0: It's
1: on. I'm going <laughs> to show y'all for real. Uh, it's so on. It, 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 it was very motivating. And it's like it, it's happened a couple of times, but each time it, it pushed us even that much further. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Who's the who's your customer? The customer is me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know if you're even supposed to say that, but...
0: No, I mean, I'm usually building. when you hear people say, well, I'm building this for us or for we, or for... I'm just curious to know. Yeah, like. I'm building it for myself. I'm
1: building it for people like me. I'm building it for people that want to spend time in um, in great spaces, in spaces that feel like they're for people of color. That's what I appreciated about D.C. for such a long time, is I feel like, man, I can go in any space and it feels like I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. And open... Um, more and more, you go into so many spaces and feel like I ain't really supposed to be here, and it's that's crazy.
0: That's true as hell. That's yeah,
1: crazy to me. Knowing Oakland's history, I mean, look, you can go up New York, right? Yeah. You can go to spots in Harlem and Brooklyn and Bushwick. It's real. And you're like, no, Yo, like, where is, is this, this space supposed to be for me? <laughs> like, am I supposed to be here? Who made this? Everybody, I walk in, and everybody looking at me like I'm I'm a foreigner. You know, and so, yeah, I think that's important as as the cities are changing and the demographics are changing, mm. making sure that when we
0: travel, we got a spot. That's crucial. You're probably working, what, like 80 hours a week?
1: Yeah, man, I'm I'm always working. <laughs> I'm
0: always working. I, today is
1: such a unique day because I'm literally waiting on other people today. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm waiting on some signatures to get signed and some other stuff to happen. But I mean, typically I'd be you know, on my phone or, um, on my computer or yeah. at, at the office. What do you do to take care of yourself? That's a good question. I've been working, I've been working <laughs> no pressure, out. No pressure, yeah, no pressure. Nah, nah, that's real. I've been working out recently. Uh, I just bought a punching bag, that which, like, which I needed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm putting it in the office, too, so I've got a punching bag, and I already got my gloves and stuff, so, I, um... Yeah, I think that uh, I've honestly been neglecting the personal health because I've been so focused. But now that everything's kind of calming down, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I gotta do it. I I, I started this new diet. Yeah. It's called Pescategan. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Yo, know these names, you killing me. Yeah, I made it up. I got an IG handle for it. Anything. And so it's like I couldn't give up all the fish. Cause New Orleans, you know, uh, I can't give up crawfish and shrimp and all that Like, I'm sorry. Couldn't do it. But I can give up all the rest of that stuff. Pescategan. Pescategan, so it's pescatarian, but it's vegan though. I ain't messing with no dairy, no cheese.
0: You know what
1: I'm saying? How long you been good. on this wave? I've been on this for man me and my co-founder are doing it, and uh, it's been, like, three weeks now. But I did it before. I did it for, like, four months before, and I felt amazing. I felt like a vegan. You know,
0: like, the energy that you, you yeah. have, and, you know.
1: Yeah, so it feels
0: Pescatigan. good. That's great. Do you cook?
1: I do. I cook I cook all the time.
0: Yeah? Mm-hmm. you got the vegan dishes now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed. I got this... Um, the uh vegan soul food cookbook. Oh Brian Terry. Um, Brian Terry. Oh, yeah. That joint is sitting on top of the fridge. I Mom, I tried one well. recipe the other day. Yeah. I was like, Okay, I could I could get jiggy with this. Brian it's so Terry hard is- to cook though. Oh. I love to cook, but it's so Hard when your schedule's all over the place yeah, to just carve out yeah. the time.
1: You know, you know he lives out here.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super dope. Dude is, dumb. dude is brilliant. Those yeah. recipes are dope so Even the way he styled the book, it comes with um like a soundtrack music to listen to while you're making the recipes. Yeah. I could I could chop it up with with you about food all day. <laughs> but um, what else do you do to play to unwind when you're not doing all the the heavy lifting with work? Yeah, you know what I I get
1: asked that question all the time, but I love working. when you when you love what you do and this is such a fun this is such a fun project and a labor of love Um, I really don't do much else but listen to music (laughs) but I'm usually listening to music while I'm working on stuff so yeah I mean every once in a while we'll we'll go I'll go out to a concert you know I went to the Kendrick Lamar concert and do a little comedy show I I don't own a TV so I don't watch TV like that it's really just
0: work. What are you listening to right now?
1: Oh uh, man, four four four,
0: <clears throat> <clears throat> definitely.
1: Throat> um, I'm kind of ashamed to say this, but I love the Two Chains album, and I got on, <laughs> I got put on to it kind of late, but it's amazing. It is
0: a, it's a really great album. I don't even like I keep Two hearing album.
1: that. It is really good.
0: I'm gonna it's check it really out. It's Really good. I keep hearing that. Every person I've heard talk about the Two Chains album said they loved it's it. It's crazy. And it's usually, it's, like, my educated friends, but... I'm telling you, man,
1: like, there ain't, like, no future album. It's, like, this is, like, it's a good album. Like, from start to finish, it's a good album. I'm, like, shocked, but it's good. And then um, the Scissor album, I've been
0: killing. Yeah, that Scissor album is solid.
1: Yeah, man, killing the Scissor album. That's really about it. That's about it.
0: Jay, two change. Two change. There's, another album,
1: the there's another album that I love. It's an older album. It's, um... So Joe Sample and Leila Hathaway had this uh, jazz album together. And I love that album, like when I just needed like chill, like that's if it's not some shy ass stuff.
0: She has a new project out or coming out soon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Um, Tiffany Goucher wrote and produced oh, yeah, a lot of the records Tiffany. on that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Tiffany big, fan. Big yeah, yeah, I'm a so Tiffany. Something. She just dropped two new yep, singles yep, to Dive down. Yep, yeah, yep. yeah. <clears throat> that's dope. Okay, okay. And you're from, you're from LA, so.
1: Yeah, I'm actually from Pasadena,
0: California. Pasadena, Pasadena where the grass is greener. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pasadena on the map. Yeah. Any any uh local artists that you love there outside of Kendrick? Not necessarily Pasadena, but uh, My cousin's Casey
1: Veggies. And okay. He's dope. He's dope. Um I love Tyler, Tyler the Creator his new his album. New oh, yeah, I forgot about it. Really his new album. good. Yeah, his new Yo, album is really, really good. good. Yeah, his album is really really good. Cuz sometimes he's weird. And
0: he's really weird, <laughs> but this album is not weird. It's the just, maturity on it. Story, the know? production is retarded. Crazy. Oh my gosh. I crazy. really, I, I was forgot, surprised by how I much I liked that, that album.
1: album. Yeah, the album is dope. And then who else?
0: Tyler Casey.
1: Vetchie's been putting in work for a long time. He has, man. I mean, both of them. Both of them, they came up around the same time. Um, I mean Isaiah Rashad. I don't even know where he's from, but I know he's
0: on TDE. So TDE got it. TDE's killing it. TDE got it. Sir signed to TDE now. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's. Crazy. I love I love me some surf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, y'all, y'all got it on the West Coast with a a lot of the music that's yes. coming out right now. It's it's popping right now. I'm excited about I'm
1: excited about music. Music is finally back. I don't know if, if, like, the Trump thing got something to do with it. Like, if we was just on our high horse for too long with Obama and... Because music wasn't, like, hitting. People wasn't getting deep. Even the new Mary album is dope. Like, she finally get went back to the drama.
0: You
1: know what <laughs> man? Well, she got, she got a divorce. Yeah, I, don't, I know. it Unfortunately,
0: but good thing for us the music is her new album is crazy Mary always make, like when we go back to what's the 411 Mary yep. Yep. the, the oh, share my world Mary
1: yeah but she she kind of lost me at the, the holleration <laughs> you
0: know
1: hateration holleration don't
0: need no hateration
1: holleration <laughs> she lost me there but this the members in between I don't know about them but this new one is crazy
0: I haven't listened to it yet either because of the hateration really, holleration I'm like ah oh, love for you Mary but you gotta
1: listen the New album is like going back to '99.
0: I'm on it. It's, yeah, it's yeah, it's I'm good. I'm on it. All right, so you got the you got the vibes going. <laughs> um, I want to do some word association before okay. we wrap up. Okay. And I have actually before we do the word association, what are you most excited about in this next season? It feels like so much is coming. Like it feels like the ball is rolling. It's going up that hill now, yeah, yeah. and yet you, you have so much momentum. Just thinking about this next season ahead, what are you most excited about? I'm
1: excited about? for for the PR push for um, for our New Orleans property. I'm excited about, you know, our plan is to have it open before Essence, and uh, we're already thinking about, you know, some of the music activations and installations that are going to oh. the property for that. Um, so I'm really, really excited about that. And then um, I'm, I'm really excited to show... Oakland finally what we've been working on mm-hmm. you know um, that's that's gonna be a really good feeling really good feeling and we got a, a lot of stuff planned some events planned for, for Oakland and the launch and stuff so I'm really just finally getting these two projects out and, and open i can't wait right like now now it's the fun the, the real fun like the other stuff was like kind of fun you know formulating the ideas but now we're getting the lego pieces and we actually putting them together you know
0: so. i can't wait to see y'all lift the veil on everything Yeah, man. i'm, yeah. I'm super hyped i feel like i've been in countdown mode and I think it's dope that you have so many people who, like, when we talk about current culture and attention span of folks, it's like you got 30 seconds to keep them, but you, I think people appreciate the buildup of what's coming, yeah. and they know it's going to be big, so to, to to build that trust is is really important. Yeah, when, once, important.
1: We, once we get some real PR going, where it's like, oh, it's real, real now, you know? And um, so, I'm, yeah, I'm really excited about that, and that should be happening very soon, so that's... I've been waiting
0: for that. <laughs> That's crazy. It's so dope to see it all come together. All right, so we'll wrap with word association. Okay. You saw it on the at the podcast launch panel. Yeah. I'll throw you a word. You can respond with the word, the first word, or series of first words that come to mind. Me. Yeah, yeah. First thing. Um, you ready? Hmm. Howard University. The Holland the Mecca. <laughs> uh, I can't
1: wait to go back. I can't wait to go back for homecoming. Oh man,
0: Um, Obama.
1: Man, great greatness. Forty-four. Man, a lot of people. A lot of people had that that forty-four right
0: there. You know. So yeah. Identity. Blackness. That was the next one I was gonna give you. So I'll give you blackness. Blackness. Yeah. Me. 2017. Great year. Great year, yeah. Partnership. The most important thing. Women. Amazing. Money.
1: The least amazing part of the whole process. (laughs) Freedom. Man, financial freedom. Success. The first thing I thought about, literally, was, I don't think about it. Failure. Man, failure. Failure is success.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And the last one—and you can answer this in as many words as you like—legacy. What do you want to leave behind? I want to leave behind other people that believe that they can do things, and
1: just off of the fact that I was able to do this. Like if I can do that, if, if I could have somebody read my story and, and think that they can, that's
0: that's a legacy. I love it. All right, where should people go to stay in the loop of what you're building and all the rollouts that are happening? All the rollouts. Our
1: website is going to be redesigned. Stayhomage.com, and then the same handle for social media so stay homage i stay homage my personal uh, ig handle is hospitality but it's spelled h-a-u-s fatality <laughs> <laughs> <Patality>. <laughs> yeah, fatality
0: <laughs> what is it again pesca pesca vegan pesca pesca tegan pesca tegan <laughs> yeah man damon lawrence you you are locked into the tell me about yourself podcast thank you for listening stay tuned next wednesday for a new guest